out of the States, our latest champion. Good morning and congratulations, Erin. Yes. How are you feeling? <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, yeah, feeling really good, obviously, but also a little bit in shock. But, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> what is this, Erin? Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for being so proudly Kiwi. We love claiming it. And uh, we're seeing the Kiwi flag flying so proudly over there in the United States. Look, this is a huge occasion. Reading about your story through your career, your life, you know, the struggles you've had, 2017, 2018, we nearly stepped away from the game. You've got a new partner in Jabruski. What has this win done for you? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's. I guess think it's changed the game a little bit. Um, obviously, it's why I play tennis um, and, like, a goal that I've worked for for a really long time now. Um, yeah, it's just been such a grind, the tennis life. A lot of people don't know that much about it. Um, obviously, they see the big moments and the big wins, but there's, like, a lot of lows that come with that as well. And um, after such a – I'm describing it as, like, a tough year. Obviously, hard to say that now, <laughs> but <laughs> it has been a tough year up until this point. And I, uh, I'm i just really, really happy and really excited that I was able to, like, fight through – fight through the adversity, I guess. But yeah, it's definitely changed the game, I guess. I guess that's how I would describe it. Erin, just take us through the tie break. How, how intense was that getting uh, through that and especially going one, one set up? Yeah, it was intense. And um, I don't know if, if you guys saw, but my partner took a pretty bad fall mm. at mm. going up for us to go up 6-4. And we weren't sure if she like hit her head and she was obviously really dizzy. So that was tough because obviously it's such a big point, you know? Um, but yeah, we just kind of stuck together and, uh, and tried to, uh, yeah, just focus on our game, no matter how big the moment was. Cause obviously that's you're it's creeping in those thoughts of like, you know, what we're doing, winning the set in the, our first slam final and all that jazz. But we really just tried to stick together and remind each other of the process, I guess. Erin, what does it mean for you in terms of the rest of the year, uh, and then and then going forward? Because I mean, you know, if you win a if, if you win one of the majors in golf, right, you 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 basically qualify for the Masters every year for the rest of your career. But what does that mean? What does that mean for you now, and, and what doors does it open? Um, yeah, so I guess it's a little bit different. Obviously, there's uh, a chance for us to make like it's called WTA Finals. It's the top eight teams at the end of the year. Um, that are competing, which is, you know, big points, big money, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, just be, I guess, ranked higher, seated higher at tournaments gives you, I guess, a little bit of a better chance to be more successful um, with like upcoming tournaments, I guess. Um, but as far as like, yeah, it's a bit different as far as like anything like else, it's not, it has changed the game for sure, but it's like, there's not like I immediately qualify for something, but I guess I can always, I can retire happy now that I'm, uh, you know, a Grand Slam champion, I guess, which is weird to say. <laughs> That's so good. Keep saying it because no one will ever take that title away from you, ever. You are a, a Grand Slam champion and you're only new into this partner with Gabby Jabrowski of Canada. Like, what you, you've gone, your month into your journey. How did it click so well earlier on? Like, what, what, what have been the adjustments, changes that you've had to make and why does this partnership work? Yeah, um, I've known Gabby for years. We haven't been like super close friends or anything, but I'd say we were more like acquaintances. I've looked up to her for a long time. Um, 
she's been probably the only successful or like flying the Canadian flag and on the double circuit for sure. Um, and you know, I've really admired her game and she's, she, I would say, and I would tell her that she's like, she was one of my dream partners. So when, <laughs> um, we kind of split up at the same time with our other partners, I just decided to, you know, shoot my shot and text her. And I think, I think the main thing about us is that we're really honest with each other. We're always, um, kind of letting each other know how we're feeling, what we like, what we don't like, which is hard to do sometimes. But I think that's probably where our success has stemmed from, I would say. Is it like a, a breakup in, in a relationship when you're, when you're changing partners? Is there like a little bit of animosity that is thrown out or is it pretty civil once you make that change? <laughs> I guess it depends, but most of the time it's pretty civil. I haven't had... I haven't had a bad partner breakup yet, so <laughs> that's good. But um, yeah, it's you know it's a business, so I think most people understand at the end of the day that they're uh, you know it's a business. We're all having to look out for ourselves, but at the same time be a team. So it's something to navigate for sure. Yeah, Erin, just take us back to that that fortitude, that mental fortitude that you had to show in the moments that you talked about for you um, guys. Which, which was the biggest moment in that match? Um, it was really tough when we were up a set and three zero, um, and one of our opponents took a medical timeout. Cause I think that's like a moment where, you know, the momentum can shift and it did a little bit. I got broken at that time, mm. but then, um, we held again at three, two, um, which was a really big hold. And then, yeah, I would say maybe the hold at three, two, just to like consolidate the break that we had and like, um, kind of make it known that we were in the lead, I'd say that was like a really big moment for mentally, really mentally tough moment, I would say. How do they control those those decisions or those things that are happening out on the court? Because it's happening quite a lot in tennis where players are under pressure, the things aren't going their way, they want a toilet break, they need to go see a doctor, physio. Is there like, is there, is there stuff in place to, to stop it? Are, are they really conscious on, on what's happening out there in tennis? Because it could have derailed your, your performance in the Grand Slam. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because they try to manage it, of course. Mm. But, I mean, you have, um, you know, you're everyone's trying to win. So you're trying to kind of change the momentum, like, with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Taking bathroom breaks and medical timeouts. <laughs> like, I, it's hard to know um, specifically, like, if one opponent, you know, is doing it on purpose or if they're really hurting. So we just kind of, like always think that they're really in pain mm. and they really need to see the doctor or whatever it is and try to just focus on yourself. Cause it, I, I, we always try to say like, we try to control the things we can control and can't control the other, like mm. the opponents, I mm. guess. What about some of the changes that have happened in the last sort of year or so with tennis, particularly in coaches now being allowed to coach from the stand? I, I did see that story about Coco Goff telling her coach to shut up. I mean, how have you guys dealt with it? And, and have you found it's helped or, or has it been a distraction? No, it definitely helps, I think. I mean, especially with doubles, like you're a team, but then you're also a team with your coaches. So it's good to have those um, opinions coming at you. Obviously, sometimes you are better, like, kind of going with your gut rather than listening to the side like the sidelines like your coaches and stuff but at the end of the day we're all we all have the same goal I think it's been a few years where coaching has been allowed so at this point I'm pretty used to it um but yeah at the beginning it was definitely weird and definitely something different for us because we're so used to being completely alone at all times you know 
Erin, got to ask, how did you celebrate? Because I know that uh, <laughs> there's two blokes sitting here with me in the studio who, who in the past might have had a couple of shandies. Uh, how did how did you how did you celebrate? <laughs> um, we went to dinner because I had a lot of my family here, a lot of friends. Same with Gabby. So we all went to dinner with our coaches, like our teams, and then. Uh, yeah, had a few drinks, but not too many. We were so tired. We were just so excited to go to bed at the end of the night and just, like, relax, you know what I mean? But we definitely had a really nice celebration. It was awesome. Hey, Erin, where do you sit on the, the equal pay um, conversation that's out there at the moment? Like, you know, now that you're a, a Grand Slam winner, um, is, that, is that sort of at the front of, the forefront of your, your thinking going forward? If you're going to be competing, you've got a great partnership, you go into other Grand Slams with a decent chance. Where do, where do you sit with equal pay? Um, well, we make the same. We make equal pay at Grand Slams and then at the 1000s, most of the 1000s during the year now. Um, I think it's something that WTA is working really hard towards because it's not going to happen overnight for sure. I mean, historically, it's just, I mean, in every sport, in every country, it's just not something that's going to happen quickly. Um, but the WTA has a good plan, I think, over the next 10 years, apparently after 10 years, that we are going to be um, at equal pay with the men. So, mm. I mean, I support that. And I think that if we're, you know, on the same courts, playing the same tournaments with the same fans, then, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's fair that we get the same amount of money. And uh, But I do recognize that it is like a difficult it's a difficult thing to navigate for sure, but I'm I'm all about it. Of course, I'm I'm all all for women's equality, definitely. <laughs> well, from what I was reading, those pockets are full, Erin, because you're <laughs> fine sailing at the moment. Hey, um, I just want to take you back, and this is probably something you're probably going to reflect on in the next couple of days, or if you haven't already. 2019, you considered up, considered giving up professional game as you, as you were struggling at the time. You were ranked 862 in the world singles and 149 in doubles. Take us through that those tough periods and some of the things you worked on behind the scenes to be able to yeah pull out your breakout year in 2021 and winning your first WTA title in Palermo, Italy. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I actually did step away from the game for like, I think it was five months, five or six months. Um, and I got a job as a receptionist at a tanning salon. Um, so that definitely taught me the value of a dollar, yeah. <laughs> which I thought I had before, but it definitely helped. Um, and yeah, I just really missed the game. And I thought that I could, I, there were still stuff, there were still like things left that I could um, give to tennis, I guess. And like tennis would give to me. And so yeah, I just didn't want to go out like that. And so mm. I decided I missed it and would try to come back and like work really hard and, you know, leave no stones unturned. So um, obviously I'm really happy with that decision that I made to come back to tennis. Um, it's been obviously in a massive part of my life um, and, you know, lots of sacrifices, lots of hard work, lots of lows, lots of highs. Um, but yeah, I'm obviously really happy with that decision. And I think if I didn't make that decision to take a break, you know, a mental break from the game and step away, then I probably wouldn't be where I am hmm. right now. So 
I guess everything happens for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and in terms of, I mean, you know, without focusing too much on the financial side of things, but the the things that become available to you or the opportunities you get given now that you're a Grand Slam champion, I mean, you know, uh, is there now going to be an Aaron Rootliff, um, you know, crown maple syrup range? I mean, you know, <laughs> given you got your Canadian tyre, uh, what, what, you know, has the phone been ringing yet? What are you looking forward to? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's funny. I uh, I saw a tweet earlier that was like, it was like maple syrup with, it was like kiwi maple syrup or something. And I was like, <laughs> kiwi flavored maple syrup. And I was like, you guys, that sounds so gross. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I've tried not to spend that much time on my phone in the last 24 hours. I've been looking at photos and videos and stuff. And, you know, my phone's obviously blowing up with like well wishes and support from everyone. Um yeah, I don't. To be completely honest with you, I don't really know what um, what it what it's changing and what it's changed. Mm. Um, obviously, it's something I've worked for my entire life, and uh, yeah, but I'm definitely not done yet, and I definitely have a lot more goals that I that I have. I would love to go to the Olympics and represent New Zealand, oh, and yes. uh, you know, hopefully, awesome. I can have a lot more success <laughs> in the next few years. Oh, you will, Erin. This has just set you up for, for the future. And uh, when you get a bit of confidence and a bit of security in life, mate, the world's your oyster. And Erin, look, you're gonna, you've are gonna got a coach back here that is based still in New Zealand, Neil Carter. When are you coming home? Yeah, yeah I'll be back in December for my uh, some of my preseason to work with Neil. And so I'm really excited. I can't wait to be back. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Erin. And no you doubt there'll be plenty. Your phone will be ringing hot, but we're lucky enough. We just snuck in nice and early to get you on our show. So thank you so much for picking our show and being on us uh, on air with us today. And uh, well done again. Enjoy the success and go well in the future. Thanks so much, you guys. Cheers, Erin Rutliff there with us, uh, our latest tennis champion, uh, the US Women's Doubles Champion, Erin Rutliff. How good. It's so good. And, and Kempe, like, it's a bit like the Australians when they try to imitate Marmite and go to Vegemite. We just have no <laughs> clue if we're going to try and go down the maple syrup line, don't we? Mm. Just keep that to the Canadians. <laughs> don't even try it, yeah. it tastes horrible. <laughs> I, I could I could see where Rick was getting with it with the um, I guess the endorsements and and everyone now wanting a piece of a Grand Slam uh, player. They were great question is he in the end there like what what did you do in 2019 to remain on that pathway mm. four years later picking up a Grand Slam you know it just it just shows you that you know through those tough times eventually you know if you're resilient enough that you're going to get there uh, in the end and and she's very happy um, as you can tell just getting that win pockets full. A great partner. I mm. thought that was a really good comment from her, saying, you know, was was my dream partner. The lines, uh, the the stars all aligned, and and next next thing you know, it they're out there fighting it out against the best to pick up a grand slam. So well done to Erin Rotler for for lifting that, uh, mate. Not just a title too, like a grand slam title. Six hundred thousand, uncle. Yeah, easy. There you easy. Go, she eh? won't be, she but, won't be but, eating royal with cheese. Yeah. Telling you that. <laughs> it's a great thing about sport. Rick Kempe, like, you look at Ryan Fox, mm. you know, you grind away on the tour, you're just missing out on getting your card secured, and you go and get one successful tournament, Dan Hillier, and you get a little bit of security, you can relax a little bit more and just go play golf, not having to worry about the financial, you know, stuff in the background and what it can do. I can just see this 
form with Aaron Ratcliffe, Ratcliffe sorry, going forward, it's just going to open up so many doors. We're going to see more of her name being touted on the big, big tournaments. It's the importance of resilience, eh? Mm. You know, like like mental toughness and being resilient and, and handling the the downtime and the bad stuff um, and just continually knowing that the path that you're on will, will eventually get you there. And how many players did we play with us that, that were so talented mm. But just couldn't handle the week in, week out grind. Mm. You know, they 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 got loose, they did something wrong. They you know all of a sudden never showed up, and you're just sort of sitting there. I I tell the story all the time when I'm talking, doing guest speaking stunts. Like I wasn't the best footballer to come out of my hometown, but I was resilient. You know what I mean? I I, I knew what the what to do and how to get there. Whereas a number of our boys that uh, I played with, they they. They loved playing on a Sunday, but that was it. Mm. Yeah, didn't want to do the graft, eh? Didn't want to do the graft. And that's the other thing too is, you know, you talk about doing the graft. She's done the graft, and there's that uh, there's that self belief, and there's a certain amount of self belief, and I can do this, I can do this. But when you actually do it, it's like the floodgates open on the self belief, you know, and you can see them jump to a whole nother level. So, looking forward to seeing what she does at the WTA finals. Actually, seeing if they can follow that on, because that's obviously the last big big tournament of the season.